Ascension Day. It often slips by us, but is considered one of the major feast days of the year, alongside Christmas and Easter. Ascension Day completes the story of salvation. Jesus' birth, life, ministry, suffering, death, resurrection, all happened, and all happened in a fully human, fully God body. But we must not stop there. It is possible that many Christians do. When that is the case, the faith may be sabotaged and hits limits that affect commitment and practice. That is because the ascension teaches important aspects about who we are while also fostering expectations for eternity. Often, we only vaguely consider the ascension, even though we state it weekly in our Nicene Creed, and he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God. Without much consideration, we may think Jesus transformed to go into heaven, shed his human body, was beamed up in the language of Star Trek. But that is not the case. When we seriously consider the ascension, it challenges our view of God, ourselves, and eternity. Jesus, in his identifiable human body, ascends into heaven. The incarnation is not a pit stop for Jesus. Jesus taking human form, fully human, fully God, is not temporary. Jesus is Jesus in a human glorified body forever. We declare this reality at the opening of every funeral, a proclamation from the book of Job. As for me, Job writes, I know that my Redeemer, Jesus, lives, and that at the last he will stand upon the earth. After my awaking, he will raise me up, and in my body I shall see God. I myself shall see, and my eyes behold him, who is my friend and not a stranger. Face to face. We heard today in our Acts reading that those who witnessed the ascension were told, this Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Now, as we talk about these things conceptually, I just want to remind us that as humans, we're kind of limited. So we can take this in, but my guess is the words that we're saying will connote so much more than we can grasp or think. But let's keep trying. Jesus physically ascended into heaven and will physically descend at the second coming. Jesus remains fully human and fully God for all eternity, even right now, keeps his body, his identifiable person forever. We have a bit of a paradigm about heaven through scripture. In heaven, paradise, the new earth, in our new bodies, not non-bodies, but glorified without limitation bodies, we will walk around with Jesus, relate to Jesus face to face, amazing to consider. God dwells in light of such intensity that God will be the light of heaven, we hear in the book of Revelation. And the Holy Spirit remains in us, connecting us one to another. We will live in a glorified body on a new earth, no sin, no death, no floating weeble-wobble bodies, but life with God and one another, with the new earth below our feet. 
the ascension. Leaning into the ascension does show us more of who we are and quite tangibly shows us we are a people who exist, will exist in a very concrete, real, solid, eternal reality. We glean about heaven and we glean about the Trinity. I think that is why as we round out the great 50 days of Easter, celebrating the resurrection, we have feast days that focus us, slow us down to take in big ideas that may both inform and transform us. Ascension, Pentecost, the outpouring of the Spirit, God's Spirit dwelling in us, which, like the Incarnation, is not just for now, but will be forever. And Trinity Sunday, gazing at the ungraspable. Our God dwelling in perfect union, but meeting us as we need, now and forever. What great love. As the Easter season launches into these feast days, questions will be raised, some answerable, some not. For example, today with the Ascension, we are shown so much, but we may wonder, what is Jesus doing in heaven? And why did he leave anyway? We hear today that connected to Jesus' leave-taking is the coming of the Holy Spirit. We will hear more about that next Sunday at Pentecost. But in their time, as they heard this news, they were needing to take in a giant change in basic assumptions. Something so familiar to us was a new idea to them. Historically, prior to Jesus' ascension, the Holy Spirit was with specific people for specific tasks or purposes. These tended to be prophets, priests, and kings. So God outpouring the Holy Spirit on everyone was taken in as a momentous change. So Jesus' ascension is connected to the outpouring of the Spirit on all who believe for all time. It seems there's a simplicity that Jesus needed to do the next thing so that the, so that the next thing could happen. He needed to take his leave. In heaven, where Jesus is, we hear of really three categorical things Jesus is up to now. One thing in scripture we hear is that Jesus has all authority and power and sits at God's right hand. Jesus is ruling and reigning now. In the Great Commission in Matthew, Jesus says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. We also hear in our New Testament that Jesus is interceding for us, praying for us. In the book of Hebrews, it is written that Jesus always lives to make intercession, to pray for us, to pray for us out of God's intimate and accurate knowledge of who we are. Jesus is ruling, reigning, and praying. And the third category is that Jesus is preparing for our arrival. We hear in John's Gospel, Jesus saying, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to myself, so that where I am, there you may be also. One of the things we take away in these ascension passages is the generosity of God. 
God is all-powerful and he could accomplish all in the blink of an eye. But God designs us to participate, to build up the kingdom of God, which simply is growing and are now those things that remain in God's presence forever. Things like peace, justice, stewardship of creation, love, mercy, grace. This involves prayer and action, which are both needed so much in our now. This is almost comically, to me, shown in this book of Acts reading. At the end of the passage, everyone is looking up. They're captivated by Jesus' leave-taking. And the angels shake them out of it. Basically, they say, why are you just standing there? They push. It is time to do more than gaze, to pray. And though that is needed and important, it is time to witness to who God is and to build up the kingdom of God. Ascension Day. Ultimately, as we consider it, we see God's love and see our forever reality a little more clearly. What a gift.